You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a podcasting agency that helps B2B brands start podcasts to connect with prospects, generate content, and grow brand awareness. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest for this episode is Corey Factor. Corey is president of Sports Digita, which is a cloud-based presentation platform. Corey, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on. Thanks, Jerry. Great to be here. I'm a big fan. Well, thank you so much. Let's jump right into our topic, which is creating B2B content that moves the needle. So first, let's just clarify what we mean by move the needle. Sure. So for, for, for us, move the needle means getting a, a buyer to the next stage, the buyer journey. So that mm-hmm. means if they're in a consideration phase, how do you be, become part of that consideration phase? If they're in the earlier stage of awareness, how do you drive content that's relevant to the awareness to drive them to the consideration phase? It's probably the engineer in me, but I always think about a natural progress and progression as stages mm-hmm. through that journey. Okay. And I mean, I think broadly speaking, this is the goal with every kind of B2B content, right? To move that needle, to move the buyer along in their journey to the next stage. So how do you guys approach that? What's your strategy for creating content that has the best chance of moving that needle? Sure. Well, for me, it all starts with with good data. So that means, do you have good data about you know, where the, the buyer is in their journey? Do you have good data about what persona they are? Do you have good data about what their intent is? And so if you don't have that good data, then there's an early stage of content development that, that is really designing content with the intent of getting data. So that can be as simple as you put out two different pieces of content and based off of which piece of that content they're consuming, that can give you good data, right? So if it's two pieces of a content that are two different personas and they're consuming one type of that content, then you've got good data. You know sort of what sort of persona they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the first step for us is, can you get relevant data in order to target content that's most appropriate, whether that's their persona, where they're at in their journey? That's the idea is have, have meaningful reasons why you're trying to target them with specific types of content. And then the other part of what we, we think in the later stages that you really need, once you know that they're in that sort of, the, it's really the, the buyer's journey now they're in what used to be a sales stage is now still more of a marketing stage of consideration you need to drive content that really draws a picture of the future state after your solution is in place and not focus on so much on what your solution is but focus more on what what benefits what's the before and after your solution is implemented what does that look like and what you're trying to do is drive them to a point where they say, okay, I, I really want that, that after state. And now I need to know about how you accomplish getting me to that after state. And that's where they're going to hopefully be willing to talk to a sales representative to have that discussion about the how. And they've already gone through the process of knowing what they want. And that, that's our goal is always to get them to that stage where they're curious and interested in learning more about the how we get them to that future state. Right. Okay. Let's look at examples of both of those things. So the first one that you mentioned, kind of doing that A-B testing just to 
gather data on what kind of what kind of content should we be focusing on here? Can you give us an ex- like a like a use case, like an example of how that actually works, what that looks like? Yeah, for sure. So I, I think there's a, a really good example is, you know, is part of your sort of th- the uh, blog content. It could be as simple as how to build a business case for the type of solution that you're selling. So you're a, in our case, you're a marketer or you're a sales leader. You're looking at solutions. And if you are reading content that says, here's how I build my internal case in order to justify the expenditure, kind of know what stage they're at then. Is they're actually working on building that business case. So you know that they're pretty far along in their journey if they're already building the business case for it. Some people doing their business case really early on, but either way, you know that this is not just a, you know, they're, they're not just window shopping. Okay, good. And so... So you're talking about blog content, say, that's like a, making a business case for, you know, presentation, cloud-based presentation software, that kind of thing. And, and you're, what kind of data are you able to collect on that? Are you able to see like, who's reading it so that you know who to then reach out to and follow up with? So it's evolving as all things in content mar- marketing. We certainly have some gated content. We tend to be less gated content and then do more specific targeted advertising based off of the consumption of, of that type of, of content. So we may see they, they, they went to a content piece like that from maybe a, you know, an search. And then maybe we start advertising the how to build a business case more frequently to, to that individual user. So it's usually not named, but certainly targeted advertising is what we would do after they consume that, that content. Okay, got it. And now let's look at an example of the second part that you mentioned, which is once you understand, okay, here are people who are intrigued enough to have read that one piece of content, then to get them to the stage where they want to learn more about your actual solution. So what does that kind of content look like for you? So um, there's a couple categories of that type of content. So if you have the data that you know they're pretty far along in the journey, if you're lucky enough to know sort of what industry they're in and you have content that's really, really relevant to their industry or even their size of, of company, you can start to target them with, more case studies. So they want to look and see what other companies, other people like them, how do they benefit tr- from our, our solution? So it doesn't seem like such a leap of faith for them to apply our solution without understanding you know, other companies that look like them uh, apply our, our solution. So th- that'd be one example. Again, what we're trying to do is get to that conversation with an actual sales rep. So the more relevant the information that we can give them, the more personalized, the better off. So if we start to gate some of the content, for example, if you fill out a form on our, our website, you're going to express what you're interested in, sort of what your role is. The first content that will de- deliver you, you is very specific based off of how you respond to those questions and very immediate. Mm-hmm. So what's your and how do you ultimately sort of measure the success of this entire process? For us, the you know demand gen is is um, the content driven demand gen that that we do. For us, the ultimate goal is to get a qualified conversation with one of our account executives. So it all mm-hmm. starts starts with that. In fact, you know we really start with not just the conversation, but where is our pipeline coming from? So 
we don't spend a lot of time, you know, dancing in the end zone. If our number of inbound leads goes up, we dance in the end zone when our automotive pipeline goes up. Mm-hmm. And because if the pipeline is what you're measuring, then you know that you're doing a much better job of targeting the right people with the right content because they're getting farther along in the buyer journey. You know, it used to be when we were sort of first starting out, we could drive lots of inbound, but the quality and the sort of value matching with what they were interested in was was not so great. And that's where we started to diversify our content and our targeting more because it's helping them qualify as they go through that process of consuming this content. But ultimately to your question, the measurement is how how are we measuring how are we creating pipeline and what methods and content are they consuming along that journey that's resulting in pipeline. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think that makes good and sort of obvious sense, right? It's Yeah, it uh, is sort of obvious. I would say though, you know, it was not too many years ago when, you know, we said, okay, marketing's done. They generated uh, a lead mm-hmm. and the next measurement was revenue. And now mm-hmm. we spend very little time talking about conversion rates from form submits to inbound leads. But we spend the majority of our time talking about pipeline generation. Mm-hmm. It does seem right. obvious in, in retrospect too, but, you know, it wasn't too long ago where mm-hmm. what, what's your MGL to SGL rates look like? And certainly look at that data. It's just probably the fifth thing we look at instead of the, the second thing we look at. Right. Okay. Well, good good point. I think some some things might seem obvious when you look back, really <laughs> right? <laughs> as you just said, but at the time you're sort of, you're in the thick of it and- Maybe you've, you know, it's, it's a new process and you're, mm-hmm. and, and so you're not, you go with what seems to make sense at the time. Right. And then only with the passage of time, you say, oh, okay, now, now we have a sharper understanding. So what's your advice for, for marketing teams that maybe are where you guys were, you know, a couple of years back and, but they want to get to where you are now. So given what you've learned through this process what can you share with, you know, marketing teams that might be a couple years behind where you guys are now? Well, I think, you know, what I was just referring to is marketing looks at pipeline. And a lot of that is driven by the fact that 65% of a typical B2B buyer's journey is complete before they talk to a sales rep. You know, so we need to start thinking about marketing as certainly there's a very top of the funnel marketing, but we need to start thinking about that sales process starts in like four or five of the marketing journey. And so you really need to think about if you were in front of this person, what would you tell them? What kind of questions would you ask if you were selling to them? And marketing tactics content should reflect that. So it's a little bit different way to think about about it is that first time they get in front of of you or Zoom meetings most often these days, they've already gone through 65% of their journey. And if you start with that, you really think differently about what I want them looking at and consuming when they're 50% of the way there. It sort of changes the way you prioritize things. And the other thing is, you know, real, in order to do that, you really need to understand how to have extremely meaningful content based off of what that buyer's drivers are, what their needs are. They can't be generic at all. And I'm not talking just about personalization, but it's really getting in the mindset of that buyer when they are doing all of their research. I mean, it's another crazy stat is 42% of buyers prefer a completely repless journey. 
Mm. They just don't want to talk to sellers anymore. So you have to figure out how do I take what the sellers used to do on that, you know, 20% of the way through the journey when they used to actually show up for a meeting. How do I, how do I convey that with content? So we think about, you know, personalization of content. So if, if you're requesting some information from us on our website, the first thing you're going to get is a personalized video from one of our SDR reps. Mm -hmm. It's really a sales activity. And you may be, you know, from a timeline standpoint, you only maybe, you know, 20% of the, the way there, but you're trying to get to the 65% of the, of the journey without talking to somebody. So how do you talk to them, you know, virtually and on demand? Those are the things that we think a lot about. And I think that we weren't there in the beginning. I think we were much more about traditional sort of brand content, uh, leadership content certainly helped. You have to go farther than that now. Okay, really great. I think that's sort of a a really good summary of just the state of sales and marketing these mm -hmm. days in the in the B two B world. Yeah, it's yeah. which is such a as you described such a different landscape than it was what even just ten years ago. Oh, for for sure. Yeah. And you know the next generation of buyers, they're already there. Right. And, mm -hmm. You know, obviously the B2B tends to follow the same little bit laggard behind what's going on in the B2C market, but it's certainly catching up very quickly. Yeah, no doubt about it. Great. Corey, thank you so much for, for that and for all your great insights. My big takeaway from this is data. <laughs> get, get as much data as you can. There, yeah. Again, maybe bias. My, my roots are in engineering, so and data comes naturally, but that's the way I look at the world. I, and I think you just have to these days, right? Yeah. Whether you're, you have that background or not, especially in the B2B world, I'm sure in B2C too, just, right. it's all about, it's all about the information, making right. informed decisions. So thanks for that, that insight. I think it's really valuable and thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. No, thank, thanks for inviting me. It was, it was a great conversation. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.